you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. How's Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler? And you're listening to the best podcast, the NFL Players Second Acts Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the NFL Players Second Acts Podcast. I'm Peanut Tillman, and this is my guy, Roman Harper. He is the chaplain for the entire NFL. Welcome to the show, Rome. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I appreciate it. I mean, the best thing about this is that I literally have no idea what he's going to say. And so every every beginning, it's like Groundhog Day. We just have no idea what we're going to get. Thank you for that introduction, Peanut. Yeah. And we are off and running again on this episode of NFL Players Second Acts Podcast. First of all, let's get all the, the things out of the way. I want to thank all of our listeners for always tuning in and continue to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend wherever you listen or uh, watch your podcast, whether it's iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, please continue to do that. Give us a rating. Five stars, please. And continue to hit that subscribe button. And Peanut, who we got in today? We got a good one. This guy, 12th pick, 2005 draft. In mm. his first three season, he registered. How many? 39 and a half. Whoa. 39.5. He got 39.5 sacks. First team all pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, played eight years in the league. Now he has his own MMA. It's called uh, Lights Out. Uh, he has his own MMA league. It's, yep. it's called Lights Out. Extreme uh, Fighting. Lady, extreme Lights fighting. Out. Extreme Fighting. Yep. I'm sorry. Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Ladies and gentlemen, can y'all please give a couple of snaps for my guy, Sean Merriman himself. Uh, Mr. Lights Out. Today. We snap on the day. We snap on the day. Sean, we never snap, but okay. okay. We snap on the day. Is that, is that new just for the this, day? Y'all brought that? Y'all hey, brought that, that just I'm happened. Sporadic, baby. <laughs> sporadic. Happened. I ain't taking my pills today. My ADD kicked in. <laughs> that just happened. I felt, well. like, I felt like doing this. Yeah. You know, clapping is a little too violent. Right. You here on the show, we just going to snap a little we'll snap bit. Snap a little bit. I like it. We're going to snap like a little it. bit. Well, Sean, man, thank you, man. Thank you. I should have did the whole man. intro like this because I know y'all listening, but hey, Sean, his this, neck is this, huge. <laughs> this dude hadn't lost no hey, weight in no, his neck. Hey, all his, his neck is like, oh, like I, I know y'all... We in the L.A. studios right now, but if you could see the man's neck, my God. Yeah. You know the slapping? That's you ever you, you know they got the new thing, the slapping? The slap they, league. The slap league. Yeah, yeah. You look that. like you could just take one hard slap right, just, ah, and wouldn't even phase you, bro. Yeah, now my hands behind my back like the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> they can have that. Them if, some if I'm going to get slapped, I don't want to return something. Man. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't take a slap like that. Oh, my God. That's the craziest. What do you think about that league? Yeah. I, I think um, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm, I'm really close with, with Dana. Yes. White, and obviously a lot, of my, my, a lot of my fighters end up going to the UFC. Um, 
it's entertainment, man. Like, yeah. you know, pe- people make such a big deal about stuff like that, but I think that most people forget that they sign up for like they yeah. sign up for this. It's not like somebody <laughs> said, "Hey, you got to go get slapped today." And you ain't got no choice. <laughs> like these guys signed their name on, on the dotted line to go get slapped. So. You know, it's what it is. It's what it is. Okay, all right. I, just, I couldn't do it. Th- I, there's no way. I, that was so random, but I just had to know what your opinion was because I think it's crazy. I mean, from the men and the women, you know, they do have different sizes. It's it's, it's just crazy. All right. Could what be. was your welcome to the mo- NFL moment? Um, I, I think for me, it was it, it was a, a game against the Colts. We we I had like four or five, like three or four sacks or something that game my my uh, rookie year, and it was against Peyton, right? Like. I remember Ray um, Lewis when I was in when I was in college. I com- you know I convinced his younger brother Keon Lattimore to come play running back there at the University of Maryland. Mm-hmm. And so I then returned, got really close to Ray, and, and I remember him telling me that you gotta uh, have great games against great players. Like if you want to be mentioned up there, the great. So like you know I'm 17, 18 years old. That registered in my head. I'm like I gotta go out and get Peyton Manning. I gotta get Tom yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta get Ben Roethlisberger. All these guys because that's the only way you're gonna make a name for yourself. So I, that was it, man. And I, I just remembered all the highlights that was on TV after. It was it was insane. And everybody calling me and texting me. I'm like, dude, I had I had one or two sacks before this. Y'all ain't see that. No, they don't care. They don't care. You're right. Pay it's man. about who it is. Yeah. That was just welcome to the moment. Like, that was, I mean, it's big. And, and, not, and they're not my $32,000 bill that they stuck me with a rookie dinner. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Because I, I, I don't really necessarily count that welcome in. That was like a take this. Time out, time yeah. out. You got to tell me about this $32,000 bill. Where did we go? What did we do? We, we How went, did we get up to, to that number? So we went to a place called Papa Moose Grill in San Diego, um, up in Del Mar. And, you Race know, like right there by the, exactly yeah. by the racetrack. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm having a good time. I'm thinking like, okay, cool. I got to buy some food, or, you know, buy I don't, it's not registering what's, what's about to happen, right? I'm, I'm going there with a smile on my face. I'm happy about it. Man. I get a chance to take the, take the guys out. And, yeah. And you're the only rookie. I'm the only rookie. So um, we had a, a later round draft pick, Luis Castillo, who, yeah. who, um, who really who forcefully had to pay a couple thousand, but that was it. But all, I took on the brunt of that bill. Um, and so I'm sitting there and they ordering food, big Jamal Williams and, and uh, Ladanian and, and Antonio Gates, like everybody's ha- Lorenz, Lonell, everybody's having yeah, a good time. Yeah. And these are my guys, right? Fullback. And so I'm just sitting there and they order and stuff. And so they had this bottle to come out um, that I'd never heard of. And so I said, oh, what, what is this? It's Louis the 13th. Louis, oh, yeah, mm, no right? doubt. Mm. They bought it in store, mm, too. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there. We have a couple shots and drinks. I mean, I loved it. It was one of the, at the time, one of the best tasting things I've ever had in my life. No right? doubt. So we, we go through that bottle and Gates look at me and say, um, oh, man, that was good. I said, yeah, yeah, just, just get another one, right? Mm. Mm. So love this mm. rookie. Oh, my God. I don't know. You, you got, you got <laughs> Clearly. To, you got to get what I'm saying. I don't know. And so um, we go through that bottle, and I order a third one, right? Ooh. So all the three of those, don't know still. I look over, and Drew Brees, Drew has two bottles of wine <laughs> to go. To go. And so I'm, I'm sitting there. Brittany getting lit at home. Dude, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't know what wine. Like, I'm thinking it's 100 bucks. Yeah. yeah I'm, whatever, right? <laughs> so we finish up. Everybody's having a good time. You know, we everybody's smiling, full, yeah. had drinks. We all, every, so the owner of the um, restaurant comes and grabs me. He said, um, Sean, I need to see you in the back. I said, uh, for what? Just, uh, just bring me the bill so I can go ahead and take care of this tab and we could be out. He said, no, I, I need to really see you in the back. 
I said, for what? Just bring. He said, Sean, definitely. You want to see me in the back, right? So I got up, walked in the back. We took, went back there by the kitchen. And um, he hands me the receipt. Now, you ever see the receipts that, uh, the, from CVS? One thing that dropped that. Like the, oh, my God. Mm. So the receipt <laughs> dropped to my, almost to my foot. <laughs> no joke. It dropped always. And so you know when the bill is bad. You know when the bill is bad. Right? You look at me like, hey, man, I ain't ordered these mashed potatoes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you are, Chris. Mashed potatoes. I ain't want garlic in that. Take that off. <laughs> the bill was so bad, I was fighting over asparagus, like everything. I'm trying to get... So I oh lifted, no, I lifted the, uh, oh I lifted the bottom of the tab up. I, you know, I lifted all the way up, and at the bottom, <laughs> at the bottom, I'm look, I see thirty two thousand. I'm counting the digits, right? So I'm yeah. thinking, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, one, ten, hundred, thousand. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, like, oh, I'm getting, and I'm, I'm going through the seat, dude. My knees got weak. I thought I was gonna pass out, right? A thousand percent. And uh, so anyway, I, I paid the bill. We was out, and I'm so mad that my my black card didn't, didn't decline. I was I wanted to decline. I wanted to try to figure out <laughs> where to get out. I was I was I was hoping they called me. Right, He's like you know, call me in the restaurant. I said, hey, I, this this is not me. I didn't know what you know. I yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you that was gonna be your out. <laughs> they never called. Uh, they went through. They never called. Damn black cards. That, you know. <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, that I don't know if you want to call that the. Oh, that's a welcome to the yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's definitely. whether it is or not. It's a great story. <laughs> that's a welcome it's to the NFL moment. It's great, but I didn't, I, you know, I didn't talk to LT and none of them about a week. I don't blame you. I, I, I he was hot. He was real mad. Yeah. yeah. So, do you still drink a little bit today? Nope. <laughs> I had. No, I, I, I'll take that back. I had a, um, I had a glass of it. It was a uh, the NBA. Um, the, the the what they just summer league. Oh yeah. Right? yeah so yeah. they had an event. Oh yeah, in Vegas. I seen a, I thought I had PTSD. I seen a bottle. I'm like, <laughs> they froze. Re- yeah, they reached out to hand me a shot. No I'm, more. <laughs> my shaking to reach out for for the bottle, man. But it was good. I I, I never bought one after that. You yeah, know what? The best thing about that happened with me. I was a second round pick, and I knew that they start doing those things. And so we had to take the whole defense out. So I had to take the whole defense out. And my oh, man, oh, just the defense, just the defense. Okay. And so what Charles Grant told me was like, look. You better show up with a bottle of Louis the Thirteenth, or we gonna get one there at the at the place. And he's like, "My honest opinion, you should go to this store in New wow, Orleans, man. That's a good and bet. go get it. It saved me. Yeah, thousand. yeah. Well, it was like nine hundred and something in the, in at the, the store. store. Yes, and and it's like four thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, at the restaurant, it's like some. four yeah. grand. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I got mine for like a little bit over a thousand or something after the taxes. But yeah, that's a good bet. Man. It's yeah, he Great looked bet. out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So your first your first three years, I mean, killing it. You made it. You made it look easy. I think we all know what the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all we all know the lights out dance. And I mean, I was, I mean, I know we were playing. I'm I'm an old three guy. You came out old five, whatever. But I gotta say, I was a fan. Like we sit there and watch. Like man, man, he is killing it right now on third down, fourth down, second down. Like he is just like you were the man in all of the NFL. And you made it look so easy. Was it was it really easy for you? Well, um, I was for, I was fortunate, right? Because I got into a really good situation with um, a really good coach and Wade Phillips. Mm. Yeah. So you know, Wade had this philosophy like you're going to do what you do great, all like eighty percent of the time, and what you're not great in, you're going to do twenty percent. So I, I didn't have to worry about too much coverage. And even when I when I dropped, it was in flats. Seeing yeah. something, yeah, I didn't have a yeah. lot of responsibility. They wanted me to go, and in fact, I I, I struggled because I held out the whole off season. I didn't show up to like two two 
weeks before the first preseason game. So they hand me this playbook that was about this thick, and it looked like the encyclopedia, right? I'm like, what is this language y'all just sent me? And uh, so I struggled to pick up the playbook, and they all, Wade Phillips, John Pagano, Greg Minuski, Pagano, um, yeah. and they, they all brought me into a room, and Wade, they said, sit down. I said, all right, I sat down. They said, we want you to do this. We want you to see ball, go ball. And I said, um, I said, Coach, what does that, what does that mean? I said, we're going to line you up, tell you what side to go, and after that, we want you to go get the, get the football. That was my playbook for like the first three, three weeks of the season. That takes all the thinking out. I, Play that fast. Was it. <laughs> that was it. And so, you know, slowly I, I started picking up on things, and I was able to, you know, swap weak side to strong side. If they shifted or did anything, <laughs> I was knowing every side of the defense because I might be coming, I might be dropping, I might mm-hmm. be, you know, rushing, whatever. Um, and so, but the, they made it very simple for me. So I, I really credit them for, you know, kind of put me in a position to do what I did best, and that's to go get the quarterback. Now, tell me this. Uh, in 2000, uh, 2007, um, I got to know this. I mean, you look like a tough guy. You really played with like a torn LCL and PCL, like yeah. the last five games, and you still had all those sacks that, that year. Yeah. Like, and I heard you doing another podcast. You're like, you know, that's probably one thing I wish I would have done better in my career was. Yeah take some time to rest. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just try and rush back because that later on made me maybe compensate a little bit. The next, you know, I had an Achilles. Yeah. Right. And so kind of really started to break dead. Your body started breaking down and you weren't smart about just backing off of it. Yeah. I, you know, I don't have a lot of regrets because every time I even practice or I stepped on the field, I tried to go as hard as I possibly can. Yeah. I never shot away from no contact. I was looking for contact every time <laughs> I got an opportunity to. Uh, but that's one thing I wish because maybe it'll prolong my career. And right. saying like you know some of these guys go get get their jackets and yeah yeah I'm like, yeah. Ah, damn that. So it stung a little bit when yeah. I first retired. I'm good now, but when I first retired, I'm for sure. Like, ah, I mean, especially the way you you started, bro. You, yeah, you were it. Like yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and so you know, um, I, I was playing. Well, I was on PCL and LCL, and um, I was playing so well that I went to go see three or four doctors in the country just to figure out if I could keep playing or not as mm-hmm. I was. Yeah. And they were like, man, we just saw you have two sacks on this thing. Like, we don't even, we don't want to touch you. Yeah. Because it was a big, you know, it's one of those things where you're going to be out nine to 12 months. Yeah. And no Dr. Andrew. I mean, I went to see everybody. And Andrew, Dr. Andrews, when I seen him, he was like, he said, Sean, I just, I watched the game. (laughs) Like, I don't know what you want us to do. And so that's why I ended up starting the next season um, and just playing through it. And then it was so unstable after that first game I had to. Yeah. But if I can take it, Back over again when I got hurt, I would, or even right after the season, I was going to miss part of the next season. Yeah, I got it done because longevity it could have helped out on some things. Do you think you were forced into like getting back right now? Or no, was it all just no, you? no, it was me. It was just it, it was okay. me. It was it was me. I think that's so important too. The word longevity. Like when you first get in the league, our mindset we just want to get there, yeah. and we want to make an impact. We want to make a splash. I don't think we ever really realize like the longevity part of it is what really separates the great ones from everybody else. It's like, man, you got to be able to have a stretch of just impacting and changing the game. Yeah. We exactly what you were doing. But man, if you do that for 10 years mm-hmm. versus those eight or 11 years, man, you are yeah, right there. But you know that was, I mean? was that your you first are the one with ever the gold being jacket. injured yeah. though? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I know you've had some injuries and we'll um, yeah. just, I kind of have a two part question, but speaking of longevity, high school, college, college league were you ever injured in high school or college no was it right oh, that's so, another thing too. and that's that's you don't know that <laughs> yeah, you just, yeah oh, you know it's like yeah i played i don't know four years of college 10 games we'll say 40 games in college and if you go to a bowl game we'll say 45 
games in college or 40 games in high school, uh, 45 games in college. Yeah. And then you're just playing these games straight and you don't know what it's like to be injured. So the first time you get injured, it's kind of like a damn what? What? I know. I, I got to get back out there. I, you, I, you, I couldn't fathom it. Yeah, right? for I sure. couldn't. I couldn't fathom it because I think that I think that we all walk around like superheroes. Yeah, right? we do. All of us, um, no matter what stage you, you're at, and like the mentality is a superhero. You can't get hurt, or if you do get hurt, you can just play through it. It don't matter. Right. And so, look, you can play through, you know, some hamstrings and stuff, and try to get through whatever. But I was playing on an injury that could shorten my yeah. career. Yeah. And so at the time, too, we had an opportunity to win uh, a championship that year. We went to the AFC Championship game, which I, I played in that game with nothing. I had two, I had two sacks against Tom. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about when I stopped on the ground, my knee was sliding. Mm. My knee, I can feel it sliding backwards and forwards. And uh, I was like, man, we, this is the year we're going to win a ring. So I'm not, I'm not, Don't getting, matter. I'm not getting a surgery. And if I do, it's going to be after we get win the Super Bowl. That was my mentality. And we didn't. And so once I went to finally get the surgery, they said, hey, you, this is going to be an eight-month, you know, six- to eight-month deal minimum. Yeah. Right? So I couldn't, I couldn't really fathom that part, missing that amount of time, and that's why I continue to play tour. It was the same thing we did in Carolina my last year, ACL, whatever, playing, whatever. Different story, different time. Um, talk to me about the, what, what game. Do you specifically remember what play it was when you – had some knee issues in a player or, or yeah. lineman or whatever. Yeah, I got I got that. I got hit um by Kevin Mawai and another offensive lineman against the Titans mm-hmm. in 07. And uh yeah, you know, I never really talk about it too much because I hate complaining. But, yeah. You know, I got I got hit. You know, if you people watch the game, watch the film, I was twenty yards away from the play. You know, mm-hmm. so you can kind of figure it's all right. out. Hey, we keep receipts around here, dog, especially as defenders. We keep receipts, yeah, dog. Yeah, so um you know, it is what it is. I talked to Kevin Mawai about it. We we straightened it out. And, um, you know, but to your point, we talk about longevity. Mm-hmm. You know, that even that game alone, before I got hurt, I had three or four sacks. <laughs> that was like in the first half. You know, I had like two or three sacks in the first half. Yeah. And so, you know, they they, they try sure to slow that. you down. <laughs> <laughs> By any means necessary. Yeah. They try to yeah. do anything else. Yeah. They're like, man, you brought this on yourself. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. What I want to know is with, with all the sacks and all the success you had, how many times did they piss test you? Your oh, first lot. three years. A lot. Uh, 20 times. I, I actually got suspended in, in 2006. And before then, I was I was uh, piss test 20 times mm. in my first uh, year. That does happen. I, I want oh, everybody yeah. to know. Knows that, yeah. You go out there and have a great game on a yeah. prime piss time. Test. You will get piss test. You will get piss test. Oh, yeah. Within yeah. the next 24 hours. That, that happens, yeah. too. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I failed my twentieth one, but my I passed nineteen. Right? So I, I said, I said, listen, y'all give me some credit, but I passed nineteen. And I can't, y'all can't let one slide. Uh, no, but you know, yeah, it's it, for sure. You know, and guys now, because social media wasn't as big back then. Yeah, of course. Right? So you see some of these guys now, like I think Aaron Donald had a big game and he posted, or JJ, well, if one of the guys, yeah, who, I need some out, yeah, yeah, who posted his uh, his piss test the next day, yeah. when he had a big game. They, they ain't, ain't no random about that. Like, oh, we, no, oh yeah, no, no. yeah, we got it, got it. Yeah, <laughs> mine was anytime after I hit thirty and I had a good game, yeah. I got piss test after the game. Right. It was like clockwork. I got an email three years ago to take a piss test. I, sw- I swear, and I <laughs> tweeted about it. I, I showed the email. I was like, uh, "You guys realize I've been retired for about three plus, maybe four years now, and y'all still want me to take a pee test? Like that's just." Yeah, they got. Oh, they gonna find you. I was like, <laughs> they find you. I ain't been in the league in four years. What Man, am I taking I, they, uh, for? they called me one time. Uh, it was my birthday weekend. I was in Vegas, 
And I, I woke up to a call. And I'm hungover. I'm, I'm rolling around. And I say, dude, well, who is calling me? And I noticed it's like the NFL, you know, random number. And I'm like, oh, this guy. I answered the phone. I said, dude, you ain't going to get nothing but tequila out of me. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I saw y'all getting from me. But he it, came up. And they, they'll come out wherever it, you are. It's part of it. All right. So all that happened, the injuries, yeah. all these other things. Now you're like, okay, at what point in time? Do you re- do you know it's time to retire? Um, walk away because we all know yeah. at some point. Or, but I, I think that I think that we're the last ones to know. You're probably right about that. That's a you, great you know point. what I'm saying? Like I think point. that um, you're in denial. Kind you, of. You're in denial. You don't because what what makes us great and put us on that platform is not just because of our physical capabilities, because how we think and our, yep. our mindset, how we set our mindset to go and do stuff. Mm-hmm. And so our mind is still, my mind is telling me I'm, I'm the first three years, right? Yep. Body wise, I can, the explosion, I can still do all these things. But my body is like, no, no, you ain't. Yeah. And so I started to notice like my last year in Buffalo uh, and I played <clears throat> some of the guys who I played against in the charges. I would normally dog these guys. Like I would just, yeah, you know, I would dog. And so I didn't have like that, um, that burst off the line of scrimmage or being able to turn a corner because my, my Achilles wasn't, yeah. you know. And that Achilles, man, it, it is the absolute worst injury. It, it, I mean, I've heard it. In my, in, my, in my opinion, it's the absolute worst. And I had my knee, I full, fully uh, reconstructed knee. I came back from that. I was fine, actually, from the knee. The Achilles is the one that stopped me from the, uh, the get off from the yeah. line of scrimmage. I lost that. And then when I, when I lost that, I became like an average or above average guy. I wasn't like great anymore. I wasn't explosive anymore. Um, and so I was watching film and I said, man, that's, this has got to be it. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, because, you know, it was the same guy who I played against a couple of years back, about four years before then. And I mean, I was dogging. This guy couldn't block me. And he was blocking me and, and man, I couldn't do nothing. He was grabbing me up and I couldn't get off the block and I couldn't get around him. I couldn't retrace to the football. I said, yeah, that's when you that's know. About it. That's about it. And so I, what did that do to your ego watching that? Mentally, yeah. Well, it, that's what, so that's, it, for me personally, that's what pushed me, pushed me into retirement, right? Because, you know, I play with a level of confidence and know that I'm going to get off every game. I'm no going to have a big play or have a big sack or do something to, to change the games. And even at the end of my career, I would have flashes to being able to do it, but I couldn't do it consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll pop up in the, in the first quarter somewhere, then I'll disappear half the second quarter, and I'll pop up again in the second half and make a big play when it's like every time I got off the ball, you had to worry about me every single time. Mm-hmm. And then I got to the point where – it was just flashes of it. And so mentally, it started to beat me up more than physically. Oh, yeah. I could have went back and played. I could have just, you know, hobbled around. <laughs> yeah, you could have stole, yeah. stole, yeah. stole a couple years. Yeah, could have stole a couple years. But I said, man, if I can't do what I did before, why am I here? I, I couldn't mentally yeah. grasp that to myself by watching me on the film and knowing that I wasn't, I'm not what I was. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you 
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. So my guy Rome went to Radio Row this last past Super Bowl and just he fell in love with it. <laughs> Had an awesome time. He couldn't believe it. He was like, oh, man, this is Radio Row. Like, this this was, is, it was my first time. It was his first time. Like, he was just eyes wide open. Like, he was in Vegas for the first time. Now, I know you went there, and there was some type of – there was an offensive lineman. This is before MMA. We'll get into that. But there was an offensive lineman who challenged you to a fight. Yeah. Who who was that? And, like, let's 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 dive into that a little bit. How, did, how, did that, how does that story go? Um – Everybody said he want to fight, man. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I, man. Look at this dude. No, but like, you know. Okay, so this is my thing, right? I, I'm in the fight business in general, and so sure, yeah. I, the reason why I, I love it because it reminds me a lot of the locker room, mm-hmm. like the back and forth, like like even if guys don't fight, it's just a constant. What's up? What's up? Hey, what you know? It's just <laughs> yeah, that yeah. back and forth. And to me, the energy, I love that energy. I love yeah. being around it because it keeps me, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm, you know, I just stay young with, with the rest of the guys. And so, I, you know, I'll go and spar pros. I sparred, you know, cruiserweight champion last week and I'm in there. And now we're not going at it, trying to knock yeah, yeah. heads off and, and knock each other out. But it's a lot of good work. And so when you see, a, you know, a guy, you know, and I'll tell you who that guy is. It was Cal Turley. Um, okay. <laughs> you know. That I guess he came up to my um, one of my publicists and he was like, you know, wanted to fight. He wanted to fight, right? And so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Who, who's he want to fight, man? You know, because I'm I'm already in matchmaker yeah. mode. Yeah. I'm already in yeah. mode. I'm like, man, I can match this guy up against him. And I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm in your mind, you're, you're ready, turning, right? Because I'm already thinking about it. And he's like, yeah, Sean. You, you you know that uh, the Kermit the Frog meme when, he, when he's like that? It's kind of looking. So I was like, what? No, you know, that's not something that's smart for you. I don't think you want to do that. Yeah. Um, but there, I'm open to it. There's a couple of WWE guys, former, current and former, that want to that wanna fight. And I told them, come over. I'll send you a contract. We'll, we'll work out the details. And we can do it in lights out extreme fight in my in my league. We can. I got no problem with that. But I also think that um, in the in this in fighting in this in the business in general, 
you don't go you, like you can play basketball, you can play football. You know, we played it, but fighting is just one of those things. Like you can't play. You you can't play. You better do it or you or don't do it, right? Because you if you're not fully capable mentally, physically, and you're ready to go in there, we've seen some tragedies. Was it the uh Jake uh the the, the YouTuber, what's his name? Yeah, Jake, Jake Paul. Paul. Jake Paul when uh the basketball Nate player, Robinson. Nate Robinson, he yeah. you don't play boxing. Yeah, Nate ain't <laughs> Nate, look, Nate ain't sparred, do not even what it is. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna just go find him. Like, uh. Yeah, he messed around and found out, you yeah. know, quick. And it, it's one of those things. I look, I love being on the backside of things because we have production, you know, TV trucks. Yeah. And I love being on that side of the business, the promoting, the marketing, the putting the fights together. I love that side of the business. But it also, too, that edge in me, that little bit to say, mm-hmm. I, can, I can go with some of these guys and For I know sure, it. Yeah. But unless you're ready to step in there and do it all the way, man, I just, I haven't, I haven't done it. Now what led to you trying to own your, I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs with it, but like yeah. what led you to owning or, or getting into like trying to have your own league? Yeah. So I, I started, um, you know, training during the off season mm-hmm. back in between 2005 and 2006, you know, so I'll go do my off season workouts, whatever, go get, so I can get my, uh, what do you call it? The, 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 the bonus, the workout bonus. bonus yeah. yeah. So I'll go, I'll go get that workout in and I'll end up going to, um, to train. I was training in uh, Jay Glazer's gym. Yeah. Yeah. For, and, uh, I grew up boxing. I had, my uncles were professional boxers. So I grew up just naturally boxing. And he's like, man, you can, I didn't know you can box. And I said, yeah, yeah. He said, have you ever tried MMA? said, no. He said, I think it'll help your hands and, and being a better pass rusher outside linebacker. So I said, oh, cool. I'm down. I'm done. He texts me an address. I go to this address the next day in L.A. I walk in the gym. Jay Glaze is here. Randy Couture is here. The great one. Yeah. So I'm looking at Jay. I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> I ain't fighting Randy today. I hope, I hope you know that that's not, you know. He said, no, no, no. We're going we're gonna to work, right? Show you how to use your pumble, grapple. Yeah. Use your hands, leverage, and all this stuff, man. And that was, it was humbling for me that day because I'm 50, 60 pounds bigger than Randy. I'm stronger than he is. I'm more athletic. And yet he's sitting there tossing me around and I can't figure it out. And so I knew that there was something about this sport mm-hmm. that was going to help me in in a field. And that's why I came out in 2006 and I led the NFL in sacks. I started using my hands and being able to bend the corner. Yeah. Big time. I wasn't high anymore. I mean, I'm opening up and turning around those big tackles. And that's when I knew it was something about this sport that was going to help me in, mm. in football. Um, and so fast forward, I started doing it every single year. And I ended up launching uh, Lights Out Extreme Fighting um, back in uh, 2019. And we're on FUBO, FUBO TV, FUBO Sports. Yeah. And so we just uh, we just crossed over to the top 10 most watched all time. Uh, our last fight we had in May, we just crossed into the top ten most watched all Damn, time. Damn, that's what's on, up, on yeah, football. man. Congrats, appreciate it. All right, that's man. We'll up. talk about. Well, let's 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 stay on that topic. Yeah. yeah. Right? Where do you guys fight at? Because I want to continue to promote this. I think it's awesome that uh, that you have gotten into this. I'm a big MMA fan. I don't have football sports, so I, I I'm not able to watch it all the time. But where do you guys have your fights at? How often do you have them? Uh, and just kind of let's talk about it. What makes your league? Until also, what makes your league different than? The other leagues, yeah, we um we have the next up and co- coming superstars, right? That's the difference. Yeah, yeah, that's we, the sweet we, spot. Um, like I, UFC got me into the sport, like their branding, their storytelling, their building of the fighters, and so I've been around. My first UFC fight was in two thousand five. I've been over thirty five fights over the yeah. last you know how many years, um, and so I got a chance to see that from a distance. But we also played NFL, where it's the biggest production, it's the mm-hmm. biggest storytelling, it's the biggest um pathway to getting it out there because nobody's really done it bigger than the NFL, especially here in this country. So I, we, we come from that. So that's what I'm used to being a part of. And so fast forward, um, you know, us 
launching the fights. We're doing a fight every six weeks. So we'll go Saturday, then we're October 7th, then we're at the end of November, mm. Long Beach. And a lot of these fighters in California <clears throat> in general, there's a ton of fighters that just don't get an opportunity to come up. Like, we have amateurs. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to be showing amateurs live. Nobody's doing that, mm. showing amateur fighters, because these guys are going to end up turning pro with us. You know, some of them. Yeah, most of for them. sure. We end up turning pro with us. And so we're, we're kind of bringing these guys all the way through, and we're kind of creating loyalty with them and kind of getting behind them, promoting them, and giving them a shot because when it comes time to turn pro, they're like, man, those guys put me on TV. Like, they, you know, they took care of me, and so a lot of these guys – I end up turning pro, but we we want the young Conor McGregor's. We want yeah. the young Ronda Rousey's. Yeah, yeah. Amanda Nunes. We, we always looking for them. And then when we can't, you know, facilitate <laughs> the partnership with like the deal anymore, like have them there because either we can't pay them or they want another opportunity. We I, I tell them I'm, I'm driving to Dana White myself up there to facility. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't yeah. we don't mind that. I saw yep. a picture of O'Malley who just won the belt mm-hmm. for the uh, for the UFC in like two, 2013. This dude like like just like skinny regular old, yeah. curly hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now you see him it's like but <laughs> it looks that's like what you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah. that's what you're talking about. Right. You want to get those early guys and then we want to continue to promote you. Come on here, let you fight yeah. in front of the body. We're gonna put you on TV. And then you're going to pretend you progress. So you guys aren't enemies with UFC. You're no, just, no, 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 not, not at all. And then, you know, UFC's so big, man. They're not, yeah. you know, they're not worried about anybody else. And so what you can hope to do is, you know, we got a lot of tech coming, yeah. right? Fan engagement tech, um, tech and, and gloves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different cameras. So we, we've become more of a um, incubator for AI and tech. And all. like we can do some really cool and fun stuff that I just, UFC, they can't do it because yeah. they're too big. <laughs> right. You know, they got too many loyal <laughs> fans and we're just kind of getting off the ground to the point where, yeah, we our viewership is great and people know about us, but we can start implementing a lot of these things without messing things up too much. We, I mean, not this fight. What well, This fight will have the drone cameras and stuff we're trying out because it's outside. We had the aerial view. I mean, yeah. To see the top of the, the top of the, nobody's done that. Yet. Yeah. So we that's going to be cool. Innovative, I like it. Very innovative. Um, and then after that, we starting to implement some of this other fan engagement tech and AI that we got coming. Yeah. So I know when I played, one of the biggest things that I would try to do is lessons learned. Right. When I think I became the player I was because I really focused on my failures when we would lose a game or I'd have a terrible game and I would look at the film, take my notes and try to figure out like what could I do to become better. Mm. Now you starting out as an entrepreneur, you got your own league. What have been some of the lessons learned for you thus far? Uh, that it's chaotic. <laughs> you know, it's it's um you have to almost be able to operate in chaos in this sport because, you know, this week we had a guy uh, that went down with accidental headbutt in practice. Like one of our top guys, he sold 200 tickets. Oh. And so you have something like that. Now you're like, okay, we're, we're How do we feel? Yeah, a good, really good fighter, up-and-coming guy that sold 200 tickets. And how do you replace that and, and figure that out? Now you got to work with the, the commission to make sure that their medical, the new guy, medicals are pushed through mm-hmm. last minute replacements. Find a guy who's ready in four to eight or, you know, four or five days. Right. Uh, so all those things. And also you have, you know, football, like my team is constantly in communication with them on production, engineering and, you know, satellite feeds and secondary satellite feeds. You name it. It's it's a non a lot. It's yeah, it's a nonstop uh, thing, man. But I, honestly, I wouldn't rather do anything else. OK, man. I was literally going to ask you, like. I mean, all this sounds hectic, but like, yeah. but this is what you want. I wouldn't, honestly, I, I wouldn't want to do nothing else. Yeah. You know, for me, it's, um, it's, it's very hard to, to replace that feeling of running out the tunnel. 
mm-hmm. seventy thousand plus. It, it's very few things in this lifetime that can they can do that or a big hit or pick or punching the damn ball out. You know, <laughs> just it's a turnover play that just puts you guys sure, in a different. Yeah. You know, so um, it's very few things in this in this world that can do that. And that's why a lot of guys struggle when you're done because that you know getting home to those text messages and people calling you and everybody. You know, just it's very hard to replace that feeling. I and I found something to replace that. Yeah, and that's saying a lot because that same passion to have you going to do this over here, right? That big player, whatever it is, like I'm. This is it for me. Like I don't, I don't want to do anything else. And to bring a lot of these guys along, these up and coming guys, we got former athletes, NFL guys, or guys that didn't play that long, maybe four or five years, and still ready to to go. We're transitioning these guys right now. We're going to be announcing. Some some really big signings here. People come and fight for us. They, they played in the league. They didn't have that long career that you know a lot of guys did. Well, I was that was going to be my next question was uh, you've been a really good outlet for that that realm where a lot of the former players or athletes, whether it's football or other sports, that are very interested in mixed martial arts. That hey, you can come here and be a part of it. Well, are you helping those guys train for it? How is that transition going? And what kind of advice would you give anybody who's interested into it? Because you like you said. It's more coming down the pipeline. It, yeah. It's not. This is just the beginning. This isn't something out of the nor- out ordinary or something just a fad. Yeah, and you're, you're right. It's it, that's going to happen a lot. You see, Le'Veon Bell and yeah. Adrian Peterson took a fight. Greg Hardy had a short stint in yeah. the UFC. Frank Gore. You know, like this guy's coming. And Ocho Cinco box too, didn't he? He did, and he yeah. looked good too. Yeah. Um, we gonna do it. And so, hold on, lights you? out. We on his. We fighting. Who we fight? We fighting each other on lights out. How much you weigh? I'm 207. I'm 210. He 205. Let's get it. I'm not 205. And <laughs> I'm not fighting. But I, we just talked about this. Thomas, you don't try fight. Fight. How much? I'm not play fighting. How much this is not it. How much you weigh? Who, me? Yeah. I'm probably like 198, 200. Oh, you lie. 202. 202? I'll get the 205. You got a 205? Yeah, y'all can do that. Dude, I, you don't play fight. Like, you just said this. This is what we just talked about. He's, let's, the he's one like thing he said we can't do. I don't have boxing experience, and nor do you. I have let's no get it. Let's, but, that's but look, even that, better. That's why to make it a great fight. You Thank got you. you got two, you know, C C level guys that's fighting. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is, I think the people want to see it. I think the people want to see it, yeah. too. Bro, <laughs> let's go. Let's I'm, go. I'm trying to back paddle out of this, out of this so fast. Like, how, much time, how much time do you need? <laughs> <laughs> Give me six weeks. I'm ready, coach. <laughs> Are we going to be in the October throwdown? Yeah. October 7th. You could be ready for that. October 7th. Let's do it. I think I got work that day. Uh, <laughs> we were just talking about that. It's a so, Saturday, too. So you working on the weekend? I do work on Saturdays. Good. All right. I can't make it. We can do it on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can move it. <laughs> we talking to the man himself. Oh, my God. We can do this. Dude, look at my chin, bro. I can't take a punch. <laughs> my chin is not wide. You see, he look at his neck. My neck's decent. We like, got six weeks to get big necks and chins. Like, dude, Don't how, do you, how, do you, how do you do that? Like, how do you get better at taking a punch? Can you do that? No, the whole goal is not to. I mean, <laughs> See, so I'm already looking at it the wrong way. Yes, that's a bad strategy. <laughs> and, and it looks, and it tells when it comes to me, like, listen, I, mean, I, I don't want to get hit in the face. I say, yeah, that's the whole point. Okay, okay. You, you want to avoid yeah. getting hit in the face. I mean, that's part of it. Oh, oh my man. gosh, you got me crying. I know, I know. What's uh, been one of the worst punches, knockouts you've ever seen? Oh. Uh, um, we were just like, oh my god, you got you know the the reference from Friday, you got knocked you, up. Um, in MMA, MMA, your league, yes, sir. We're oh, talking all oh, you, my, all yeah. lights out. 
in my league. It was actually amateur, amateur kid. Yeah. Who came through. What's um, his, you know his name? Uh, Ryan Shazar. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we, we, we've had some guys, man, some knockouts and, um, and obviously, you know, that's, I, I love it. I was like, like, isn't that the best part about it? it, though? it well, you, you want everybody to be, be safe. safe. But I, yes. It's the same thing, man. Like we, we all love like yeah. big shots and big knockouts and stuff like that. But also too, like, because I'm behind the scenes and been around sports, I like really technical oh, stuff yeah. too. Where I'm looking like, man, that dude's skill. Like, he, yeah. his ground game, the way he get up his takedown defense. I'm looking at everything, you know, and just guys how they keep the composure. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, we all love a good knockout. Oh, for sure. You you you've never done any boxing, no grappling, no. No, I have my son does uh, jujitsu, so he does MMA. I, I tell, look, I try. My to tell, son does it, and he loves it. Yeah, I just learned watching yeah. him and listen to his coach on some I, I stuff. I tell but, anybody, this, especially former guys, man, like, okay, if you don't want to fight, no problem. But what I do think that everybody should do, and you've seen Tua, Tua just start picking up jiu I think that every former athlete should pick up some form of combat sports. I don't oh, care yeah. if you're just boxing, jiu-jitsu, grappling, whatever it is. Pick something up, man, because it does something for you. And whether you're going to fight or not, it doesn't matter. But I just think in the headspace, mentally, to stay disciplined, stay competing in something, yeah. um, it does a lot for you. So the name lights out. Now, I did a little bit of research, and they say you knocked out four people in one game in high school. Three in the first half. Three in the first half. One in the second half. One in the second half. That's basic math for you. Three (laughs) plus one is four. Not four, but four. Now, how – Walk me through that. Like, was yeah. you mad? Was you was you like <laughs> was you Lat- mad? Latimer from no. the program? Was yeah. you just like, oh, you, like were they little? Were they big? Were you know? Um, like, give have, me some context. Have Have you ever had those games? You feel like you uh, you're like in the zone that you just kind of blank out. Like it's just a blur. Everything you're doing is right. No, I remember it. It wasn't a blur. It just I remember That's it. Hilarious. It's it just like you you can start like you feel. I just start trying. Stuff. I do. I do. When yeah. and everything worked. Yeah, and everything worked. I mean, I had I had a game like that in the pros. Uh, we we played uh, the Raiders on Monday Night Football. I had like four or five. It was like I felt like I could have won for seven sacks. And they kept me in the game. I didn't play the fourth quarter. I, it was one of those times where I felt like I could have got seven eight sacks. They kept me in the game. Um, it was like that in high school. It was like anybody to come here is getting blown up. Mm. Like that was like everybody that's coming my way is getting blown up, and they did. Um, <laughs> And it, was so, mad, it was some mad mamas. So the next, so the next game we had, we had a. Uh, Hold on, you can't, yeah, yeah. you can't talk about next game. Okay. So tell me the play. Yeah, like so who, who got dropped? All win. four so plays. The, the, four, the fullback, you know, I broke. So everybody go to knockdown, go to sleep. But if, if they got up and didn't return in the game, we we counted that as being knocked yes, out. So yeah. the fullback broken collarbone, and he he went off. He was done. Offensive lineman would kick the onside kick. Mm. Um, he was done. Quarterback on the sweep, he was done. I think it was um a running back who caught the ball out the backfield. And so, you know, at that, at that, the men amongst boys, you know, <laughs> but when this happens, right, this is pre-social media. And so what happened after that game, I had about 20 students come running to me and say, man, you knock, you knock these guys lights out. And I was like, yeah, you know, call me lights out. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I didn't expect for it to happen. Like, yeah. You know, like I just, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, call me, call me lights out. So was that where they? Uh, so right, so high school. Yeah, so okay. my, my, that was my sophomore in high school. Um, this is pre-social media, so I got to class. I got my book bag on on Monday, um, and I'm carrying my books around, and people walking around, they're like, "Yo, what's up, lights?" I like, and that. I was like, "Ooh, 
It caught, you know, that's like fast. That. That's like fast. That. <laughs> so I went home, um, and I rushed home. I went to knock on my mom, my mom's door. She was home. She was home from work already, and she was smoking. She smoked cigarettes, and I'm walking in the room like I'm doing that. And I said, "Hey, mom, I, we we uh we got to get this lights out tattoo on my right forearm." And so, because I had one of my one of my boys to draw it up, and I was like, "I, I want a lights out tattoo on my forearm with the hand just one I got now." And she said, "Boy, get the hell out the room!" Right? She told me, <laughs> she told me to get out. And so every day, every day for two weeks, I was like, "I'm hounding her every day." And then finally, that that at the end of the two weeks, she said, "All right, come on, leave me alone. Let's go. I've, you know, we're gonna leave." And she took me to get this tattoo. Um, and so that's where the the lights out thing happened. We had a a, a game on ESPN um, my freshman year at the University of Maryland playing Georgia Tech. Yeah, uh, the wide receiver Watkins. It was on this, the hits on YouTube. Watkins, I just got, I wasn't starting. I was dropping into the flats. It was a crossing pattern. And I came in, hit him, knocked me. His back went immediately to the ground. Bop. Yeah. And I got up and I, and I did that. And I didn't jump at first, right? I just did that. And the crowd got louder. And that's when I mm. did that. Yeah. <laughs> so my coach, uh, Ralph Friesen, who was the head coach at the time, he came over there and said, if you ever do that again, you'll never play. That's what he told me. Celebrate. Celebrate. And so, uh, my head's, I'm, it's like head a, down, head down, like, oh, Deflation. man, I can't, you know, I went from here to here in two seconds, but I got walked down the sideline and my <laughs> coaches and the play, my everyone hit me. I was like, yo, what, what was that? And I was like, yeah, so that was, that was a lights out dance. And it stuck. It took off. That was it. That <laughs> oh, was man. it. So uh, uh. that's how that happened. I, I'm amazed that you, so because. I didn't know about the lights out I until you were in the league. I thought it was you did it when you was in the league. That's what I thought, too. You got yeah. your first sack. was like, ah. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like no, it. I didn't know. I, I just think it's so, high school. It's brilliant mm. because the marketing was there. Yeah. The, the passion was there. And this was before anybody else was thinking about this. But, bro, you were onto it. Yeah. Lights out. Like, that's how we all know you. And we all saw you with the switch on your arm. I mean, eventually you're in the league. They can they can shine in on your tats. So yeah, we can finally see it. I like uh, that brand building in high school. That's, man, yeah, on top yeah. of it. I, did, I, I was wondering because that was going to be my next one. Was like, did you go by lights out or lights in college? As yeah, well? I mean, still. Um, and in fact, uh, uh, so your homies call you light. Yeah, lights. Okay. Yeah, light skin. Light. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Thomas looking at me like, really, dude? Really, dude? <laughs> he, hey, look, he hating. Don't worry about it. I'm not hating. Well, we, we in right now, so that's, you know, that's why they, that's why you got a problem. So. No problem, no problem. But, I, don't, but, I don't want no smoke. <laughs> and, and so, you know, what ended up happening was um, my, my second, at the end of my first year, we got, I got some money when I was in the league, yep. and I ended up um, buying the name and trademarks. Uh, ah, lights out. Smart. I like so it. So it was a company called PJ Salvage. Uh, what a, it was a big pajama company in Irvine. And my friend who was a trademark attorney, we reached out to them and I ended up acquiring all the trademarks and everything for Lights Out. And that's how you're able to do Lights Out, Extreme yeah. Fighting. In the clothes. Yeah, the, everything else, yeah. Man, that's I, I awesome. I tried dude. that with Peanut Punch, but uh, Hershey owns it. I couldn't, couldn't get it. And, P and they don't need your money. No. Hershey does not need your they, money. They don't. <laughs> I, I, hey, I tried it. I tried it. So look, man, you've... Great NFL career, college, high school. You're doing your thing in um uh in the in the in the lights out this MMA with your own league. Life's about journey, and we got guides and they help us. Who have been the mentors in your life? If you had your own personal Mount Rushmore with four people, who would be on it? It was uh, first of all my high school coaches. They they took us. They took me in. 
um, we lost we lost our homes, and I was homeless for a while when we were mm. uh, growing up as a kid, and again in high school. Mm-hmm. And so my my coaches and my dad wasn't around like that, even though we got I got a good relationship with my dad now. My dad went around, so my high school coaches kind of took that step to have that kind of figure. Yeah. Um, and then for me, man, it was like um, you know I got really close to like Diddy and Puff, and you know like a lot of people who were moguls. And so I got a chance to spend time around them, like days, months, weeks, all that stuff, and spending time with them. So I started to learn a lot faster than most people because I can pick up the phone and call them. And that, that, that to me was invaluable to be able to pick up the phone and call people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a good friend of mine, Stephen Jonah, who uh, put me onto the clothing space and learned, I showed me licensing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Donald, Donald Trump was another one. Who took me under my when I early on in my career? I spent a lot of time with him on the business side. Yeah, you know, kind of. I mean, he he did, man. I spent a lot of time with him in his office and hanging around him and flying places with him. And he would go in and have his licensing department and all these people like, hey, whatever Sean wants, make sure we get it. Nobody's better at branding than him. Yeah, and I learned a lot of that from from him. Just the, yeah. the branding of a hotel, licensing of the hotels. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, he 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 was a big influence. Um. Good, yo, go to from Diddy to, to Trump. Everybody's like the. the I mean, you do. You're rolling with some high class. I'm yeah, not yeah. lying. I mean, it's pretty, I think Roman's the 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 most. I think you and Dub are the two um, celebs I know. No, I appreciate it. Well, now you know three because I, I know yeah, three. Oh, no. Lights out pretty big time. <laughs> um, and, and so I was I was fortunate, man, because uh, I had a, I had a really good circle of people who were very successful. A yeah. girlfriend of mine, Ted Wait, um, who you saw so Gateway, mm-hmm. uh, computer Jeff Hoffman, who who. Um, who started? Uh, it was a price, I think Priceline or one of oh. Priceline. Uh, and so these you, people, you have really met moguls, bro. Yeah, and like yeah, been was, around them, you can pick up, talk to them, and they're bounce they're ideas and questions. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think that's invaluable. And, and then uh, yeah, like I said, when you call on people like that, pick up it. It means a lot. So well, I'm getting your number after this because I might have to bounce an idea or a question off of you. So uh, yeah. you you gonna you gonna be on my Mount Rushmore, my mogul. You 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 are mogul now. So we gonna be you gonna <laughs> ask me some questions. I, I got one more question before we get out of here. We usually end on the Mount Rushmore question, but uh, I gotta know this: is that um, is there any former current player who Sean lights out Merriman would love to go in the ring against? Oh. I mean, if Cal Turley won it, I'm just um, there's there's some there's some guys out there. I just for me, man, um, being on this side of the business, I stay out of calling people out because I think that's what the for fighters sure. and promoters fights. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And the contracts that I did, you know, send out like uh, Adam Hunter, who's a comedian um, for the UFC and, and does a lot of uh, uh, stuff for the UFC. He he asked me the other day, uh, probably about three weeks ago, about me fighting Shaq. Right, he's like, "Hey, would you fight Shaq?" And I'm like, "Yeah, of course. Well, why wouldn't I?" Yeah. Right? And so I'm, I'm the type that you know, if somebody's really serious, then I'll make it happen if they're really serious. But I'm, I'm the one that I'll send the contracts out behind closed doors. I ain't going to the media. I'm not talking yeah. to nobody. I'm gonna see if they really, really want to do this. And they're gonna get a contract from me. I'm gonna say, "Hey, what's your price?" And let's, let's, and what it's gonna take for you to do it. And then I'll start to work that. And I'll send a contract guy, but I don't get no, no responses. <laughs> you know, so like some of these guys will will do that and disappear and like be on social media or somewhere and they're talking about them. Like Bobby Lashley from the WWE. 
You know, he's another one that, that wants that wants to fight. I'm like, okay, wh- where do I send the contract? You know, how how can we get this done? Um, so I, my answer to that is anybody who wanted, I guess. I mean, I don't really have a. Are you doing the lights out, Dan? If you, if you drop one. <laughs> No question. Okay. <laughs> you got to. You got yeah. to. I ain't seen it. I love to see it. I ain't seen it in a minute. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Hopefully one day, one day real soon. And then um, you can we'll, – we'll talk offline and, and figure out where you can send that contract for me and Rome for our fight. Yeah. When, when we, for Sunday. Yeah. Home. Right after church. Right after church. <laughs> so we can get it in. <laughs> we can get it in. I ain't going to leave hanging. He left me hanging. I got you. you. I got Appreciate you. it. <laughs> All right, hey y'all, and that's the show, man. I'm uh, yeah, that was I'm speechless. All right, you know what? All right, we're out of here. Thank you for all of our listeners, wherever you pick us up at. <laughs> Sean Merriman, you've been a blessing, man. Thank you Thank for, you. Thanks for uh, spending time with us, man, uh, encouraging us, and, and really entertaining all of our listeners and viewers. This was as well. a good one. This was really good, man. <laughs> Anywhere you listen to it, man, keep listening, man. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Whether you listen at Apple Podcast or iHeart, man, this has been a blessing, man. This has been awesome. Thank you, LA. Thank you, NFL Studios, NFL Player Second Acts Podcast. We're out of here. Peace. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.